0: invite you to find your seat if you're joining us here in east. Perhaps you're joining us in west this morning. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of Christ Church. Maybe you're joining us online this morning. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of Christ Church and showing up to worship everybody. Christ Church is a church about lifting lives, elevating Christ to church for those who aren't here yet. I'm Pastor Andrew. I'm glad you're here now joining us on site, perhaps joining us online. Thanks for here, being here and being part of a worshiping community this morning. We're in the middle of a sermon series called We Serve. It's a sermon series where we are taking the time to have a meaningful and intentional conversation as a church body about the who, what, where, when, why of service in the life of a Christian. And we began kicking off by really understanding, really seeking to see how who is more has to do with Jesus Christ than it is uh, even ourselves. The question of service and the relationship of the Christian life to service has to do with Who Christ is in relation to service. And as we began to examine and began to see, Christ himself is deeply tied to service and and folding in service in his person and in his being. Last week, we saw for those of us in the Christian tradition, service, what service really is, has to do with worship, has to do with ways in which worship is played out in our own lives. It is more than just simply a nice act that we do for someone. But for those of us who ascribe to the Christian tradition, service has much more to do with our, our act of worship in regards to Jesus Christ, in regards to God. And this morning, we're going to be talking about where. Where it is that we serve. And as Christian people, for those of us who do ascribe to the Christian faith, when we begin to ask the question, of where should we serve? Where do we serve? Where are we called to serve? I found it appropriate for us to, again, hit pause and ask the question, well, Christianity begins with Christ. Therefore, our conversation of service begins with Christ. We should probably find out and figure out where Jesus himself serves in order to understand where we as Christians are called to serve as well. And so it's a good question to ask, where does Jesus serve? In preparation for this morning, I went to one of the Gospels in the Scriptures. I went to the Bible, and I began reading the Gospel of Luke. The, each Gospel, just to remind for you what a Gospel is, the Gospel is a hand eyewitness account to the life, death, resurrection of Jesus. There are four of them, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Each of them have their own flavor, own stories, and own, own unique perspective that help enhance our understanding of Jesus Christ. The Gospel of Luke particularly has a very fleshy, compassionate, up-close, down-and-dirty understanding and perspective on Jesus. He gets really close to broken people and their lives. And so I went to the Gospel of Luke because the Gospel of Luke has within it a real sense of service to it. And as I began to open up and began to read, the first thing I had, uh, myself do, found myself doing was I actually started smiling because I realized as I began reading about Jesus and looking for his actions of service, perceiving where he puts himself, where he serves, I couldn't help but laugh and smile because the first place that I saw him serve was the church. Believe it or not, Jesus Christ shows up for worship at a synagogue and he's one of the volunteer readers for the day. And it is actually the, the pinnacle moment that launches the rest of his, it's a catalyst moment for launching the rest of his public ministry is through his service at his local church. It propels him to service out beyond his local synagogue or his local church out into the streets and out into the community, out into the surrounding area. And so what begins with Jesus serving the context of those immediately close to him, his church, he then moves to a broader perspective and begins serving and living and giving to those in his church community, uh, beyond his church community, uh, and the streets as he bumps into people, as he gets to know people. This is Jesus on the way to the grocery store. Jesus, as he's stopping at the gas pump, he begins interacting with people and he begins serving people. And, and as you begin to continue to read through the Gospel of Luke, you'll see in the trajectory of Jesus and his life of service, of course, is, is not just simply for a specific geographic area known as ancient Israel, but in fact, it is a worldwide perspective. As Jesus Christ serves not only the, the, the country and the people of, of, of his history and Judaism and Israel, but in fact, he ends up serving the whole world by giving his life upon a cross. And in serving that world, he served Mekwan. He served Ozaki County. He served you and me as he took his understanding of service and applied it to a worldwide, holistic perspective. And it's all packed into this incredible book. By the way, do you read your Bibles? I hope you do. There's so much good stuff in here. Get to know Jesus by reading your Bibles. Read the Gospel of Luke, and you will find Jesus serving and he doesn't serve based on geographic location. When we ask the question of where is it that Jesus serves, the answer is not a geographic answer. The answer is far more rich and complex. Jesus does not serve based on geography. Jesus serves based on where he finds people in need. That's where he serves. He serves when he encounters need and and by reading and by engaging in the gospel of Luke we begin to see we begin to see by engaging in the life of Jesus that there are needy people everywhere in our church in our surrounding communities quite literally across the world there are people in need they are in need of the healing the restoration the hope and the encouragement and the life that Jesus Christ brings. Where does Jesus serve? He serves where it is needed. In very tangible ways, here are quick examples for you. He serves when he finds the need of his own companion, Peter, one of his church-going apostle friends, one of the guys that he's tight with. This would be the church, the immediate community. Jesus realizes and hears that Peter's own mom is sick with illness. And he says, Peter, take me to her. And he draws close, and as they beg him to heal her and intervene, Jesus reaches down and restores Peter's mom. Or perhaps it's out in the community we see Jesus engaging with people as he's walking from village to village. As Jesus is going to get groceries. He has an encounter with a man who's, who's sick with leprosy, who falls upon the floor, falls on the ground, bowing low to Jesus, crying out to Jesus, explaining to him his needs, saying, Jesus, I am sick and I am unwell. And quite literally, historically, we know that if you had leprosy, you were required to scream out, unclean, 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 as you approached people. And Jesus, in responding and hearing to this plea and hearing to the need, responds by reaching down and bringing healing and restoration to this man. Healing more than his body, make no mistake. Healing and restoring him to a life that can be lived in fullness, in joy, and hope, and satisfaction. Restoring not only his body, but his heart and his place in the community as a whole. Jesus went out beyond simply his synagogue to the streets of his community, beyond the physical walls of his physical church to the scope of the surrounding metropolis. Or perhaps it's the story where Jesus interacts with a centurion, someone who has traveled quite literally from around the world, the Roman centurion who comes from a different culture, a different background, and a different perspective, and yet has found himself in proximity of Jesus. And, and the Roman centurions? Uh, his, his servant is sick and ill in this case. And so he, he begs Jesus, he inquires after Jesus, to say, Jesus, will you come, will you love, will you help, will you please intervene in a tangible and real way? And Jesus, once again, he does. He responds to the need. And he serves someone from a different country far away, with the same grace and the same compassion and the same love. Because Jesus Christ is responding to people in need. Where does Jesus serve? He serves wherever there are hurting, broken people who need him. It's a good question then to place upon ourselves is where do we see? Where do you see? Where do you see needs? Where do you see people in need? I can tell you that I can see a couple needs. Sometimes it is important to name the needs in front of us and to identify them in such a way that people feel heard and seen. And so for the single mom out there who comes to Christ Church and you work hard all week long and then during your work day, once, once you finish and wrap up the emotionally taxing experience of working all day, you come home and you're a single mom and you're hacking it at home, trying to care for and love on your babies. The only time that you get alone in the whole week is when you hide in the bathroom on your phone for four minutes and you hear the little hands tapping on the door like, Mom, what you doing in there? Leave me alone. You guys know, maybe you're one of those people. Maybe you're one of those moms. And what you need is an hour a week where you can get loved on, where you can be built up, where you can be encouraged, where you can be reminded that you matter. And the strength and the character that you are teaching your children matters. And the resolve that you have to pour faith into them matters. And your willingness to come and be part of a church community and hear the message that Jesus Christ is with you and for you, that matters. We see your need to be loved and encouraged, even as you love and encourage your children. And as a church, we seek to love you on behalf of your God. We seek to serve you. And to those who take care of her kids while she's, in the, she's here in the worship experience, for those of you who serve in the back with the kids at, at CC Kids, thank you for seeing the need of this mom and choosing to sacrifice your time and energy so as to create a space for her to experience the living God and restoration. Thank you for caring for her kids in a safe, exciting environment, pouring into them. You serve not only the mom, you serve the kids. Thank you. Thank you. Because there are needs in our church. And we get the privilege of serving one another here, seeing the need and responding to the need, just like Jesus. Perhaps you partner with one of our, our experiences here in our metropolitan area of Milwaukee where we partner with a variety of organizations as a church body and you have gone and you have served a homeless, uh, the homeless down at Redeemer Lutheran Church serving a meal to them. Thank you for seeing the need of, of poverty and hunger and responding in such a tangible, real way is to serve. Thank you. Maybe you see and you hear and experience the, the, the challenge Related to, to, to the poverty in Milwaukee with, with health care. And you've chosen to serve and give up time and energy to go serve at City on a Hill, one of our other partners that bring health care and mediums all within Jesus' name and bringing Jesus Christ to them. Thank you. Because there's a need there. Here in Milwaukee, here in our communities, in our streets, beyond the physical walls of Christ Church, there are needs. And it is incumbent upon us, there is a mandate upon us as Christian people to respond to those needs like Jesus. We even partner around the world to love and care and serve. Meeting people quite literally around the world with our strategic partners. Thank you, Christ Church. Thank you for Christ Church. For knowing and understanding that jesus christ responded and served people in need and therefore we do too we do you do we serve where it's needed and christ is needed everywhere thank you for serving if you want to find ways in which you can continue to serve, if you want to find new ways, if you want to be, if you feel challenged in this morning, motivated, inspired this morning, to take a, tep- a step in regards to service, go to our website christchurchmequon.life. Big button there says Serving. Click on it. OK? And you're going to see there opportunities to serve here in your local church. You're going to see opportunities to serve in, in our wider community, and, and you're going to hear and see opportunities in service that we can take to the rest of the world as we bring Jesus Christ into the lives of needy people even as he has met us in our needs for make no mistake, we need a savior and you have one in the person of Jesus Christ you have a God who loves you and serves you and forgives you Now we get the privilege of serving likewise. Speaking of privilege and what it looks like to serve and partner, we have with us this morning a special partner uh, from around the world, someone who is a visionary leader, a pastor, a preacher, someone who has understood the needs of his local community, the needs that people have to see and understand uh, Jesus Christ and and to respond to their physical needs, their spiritual needs. And so this morning I'm going to invite Dundee. Would you please join me up here, Dundee? Dundee is uh, the leader of one of our key partners that we have been in connection with since 2007, uh, strong hearts, strong families, and so uh, we get the privilege of welcoming Dundee here this morning. Good morning, Dundee. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. I got the privilege already of he- seeing and hearing him at the 8 o'clock service, and you get all now get to experience him at this 9 o'clock service. Would you please join me in welcoming <laughs> Dundee?
1: Um well it's always a blessing to be here and uh, I was saying earlier in the earlier service that I think this is my home church too and uh, whenever I come here I feel home uh, more beyond serving together and I have the sense of being part of the church as well and thank you for making me feel part of the church and uh I just would like to bring you greetings uh, from my beloved wife and uh, I was hoping she's going to join me today here, but uh, because of situations beyond uh, our control and she couldn't able to be here, and uh, hopefully, let's hope and pray, next time she's going to be here together with me and you're going to see her and it's not fair for me always to come here while she's back home. And so pray 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 uh with us so that uh you know things would uh happen. Well um I grown up in a in a family where my dad was a hardcore communist person and uh He was part of a communist regime, 27 years ago. And um, my mom, at the same time, she was a hardcore believer. And uh, she used to go to the underground church. During that time, church were closed. And so churches were underground. And so uh, my dad, Even if how much he's a hardcore communist person who says there's no God, he used to encourage us to go to the underground church together with my mom, which is his wife. Well, after several years, in 1991, the regime has fallen down, and a new regime comes in. And uh, when the new regime comes in, my dad's supposed to go to a prison for about... Six months. And during that time, uh, there was a situation in our family where we don't have anything to eat in the house. And uh, my brave mom, she tried everything to feed us, but in the house, what was left was just a water, a tap water. No food in the kitchen. Nothing, nothing at all. Because... We couldn't be able to have the money to buy groceries. And uh, so, you know, that night, like, I remember we've been, we been, we are hungry. I am the older, the older, the older uh, in the family, and uh, my younger siblings, so we all are feeling hungry. And uh, my mom, when she go into a kitchen, there is no food. And I remember what she did, what she did that time. And uh, you know, she filled the cup with a tub of water. And uh, she put it on the, on the table for all four of us. And then four cups filled with the water and she prayed over the water. And then instead of a meal, a dinner, for her children that are hungry, she prayed over the water and gave us uh, told us to drink the water and uh, we were uncomfortable and saying, "No, we need food, not the water." and she slapped us and she gave us a good a good slap and uh, <laughs> that we don't have any choice than drinking the water and indeed we did drink the water and she told us to go back to go to our bed and sleep and we slept. And in the morning when we wake up, our bellies were full and uh, as if we eat too much food. Uh, we, We never had that desire to eat a food and because you know, my mom, we, are, we were hungry, there's no food. My mom prayed over the water. Jesus, from heaven, as he changed the water into a wine, he changed the water into a meal. And I know what being hungry is. And when we started Hearts Ministry back in 2007, and one of the inspiration was that part of me who was hungry being hungry, and Jesus transformed the water into a meal. And in the area where we used to live, there are a lot of people that are poor and also segregated, isolated because of leprosy. And also nearby, there is a big garbage dump, a garbage dump where the city garbage used to come in uh, dumped and kids, children, everybody used to go and eat from the garbage, and seeing that was really a challenge for me. And so uh, those two situations of my personal life in the communities that uh, you know I associate with the way they run their life uh, inspire us to uh, start strong hearts, and then. Uh, you know, for the past 10 years, for the past 10 years, we start, I mean, almost 10 years, uh, nine years ago, we start partnering together with you guys. And uh, I'm very much thankful about Christ Church, uh, Pastor Bob, the leadership, Rick, and others, and Pastor Andrew, for their commitment and for your commitment to serve the people in Ethiopia. And we set up a family care center as you see this little kid over here when she came in she was crying and she like uh, you know in the house there's no food there's nothing and uh, our family care center our daycare center provide her the food provide her a place to stay provide her clothing provide her medical uh, the, the medical expenses and everything that's needed and then, after being four years in our daycare center, here as you see, she graduated from our daycare center, and now she's at kindergarten. and uh, that's you know the fruit of your giving, the fruit of your partnership. You are serving my people. you are serving our people back in Ethiopia. and we are very much thankful about your involvement. You know what? our Serving together, never being only limited to a family care center, but rather because of your giving, because of your partnership. You know, like last year we are able to buy a a land, a property, so that to have, to save some money on the expenses that we are spending, or on the money that we're spending on leasing some facilities and uh, the church. Christ Church able to purchase for us. Not only that, we are able, like uh, we start, uh, like the church also become and jump in in the need of building the uh, the the church and also the the family care center in Ethiopia on the properties that we bought. Didn't stop there. We have a feeding program together in rural Ethiopia where we feed kids that are hungry, kids that need food, and kids that doesn't have any hope. And um, more beyond the exciting thing was we are planting churches together. Christ Church and Strong Hearts are planting churches in Ethiopia. And currently we have nearly 58 churches across the different parts of Ethiopia. And on November, from November 17 to 21 we have our big annual pastors' conference, and the title is Reset and Serve, and 58 pastors are going to come together, and we are going to pray and have some training and annual summits together. And the reason why we plant church, churches in Ethiopia is, you are the reason that for us to plant churches in Ethiopia. And I, as a leader, on the ground, I just would like to say thank you for partnering and serving in Ethiopia. And I love you all. And Ethiopian kids love you all. And finally, please make sure to pray for Ethiopia as we are passing through as a nation in hard time. There is a conflict going on. There is a war going on in the Northern part of Ethiopia. And we need a divine intervention. I love you all. Thank you, Pastor Andrew. God bless you. you.
0: you. Let's do that. Would you please join me in praying for strong hearts, for Ethiopia, for the people in need that our partnership is able to reach and minister to? Would you please join me in a word of prayer to close? Gracious and eternal Father, this morning we give you our thanks and praise that you do indeed serve your people. You serve this world. In your grace and in your goodness, you have sought to intervene through the person of Jesus Christ to bring hope and salvation and restoration. And in calling us and setting us apart as your people, you have passed on to us now the invitation, the mandate, the encouragement and invitation to serve where it is needed. We recognize this morning the needs around us in our church in our community and around this entire world we pray specifically lord and give thanks for the privilege of partnering with the strong hearts with dundee with the people of ethiopia we see their need it registers in our hearts and in our minds and our spirits and we respond to your call on us to come alongside them, learning from them, encouraging them, sharing what we have with them, and together worshiping you and your coming kingdom. May it be done. We ask that truly you would, in a divine way, extend your grace in a supernatural way over that country and over those peoples, that your kingdom would grow. We pray for the upcoming Pastors Conference. We pray for those, Lord, who are in need of hospice care, those who are in need of education. We pray for those who are in need of a safe place to bring their kids. And we thank you that the the gift of this partnership means that we can help meet each of those needs and even more. Blessed and encouraged, we ask and pray, this particularly our partner, our friend, our brother in faith, Dundee. Strengthen him and encourage him in his leadership as we serve beside him. Jesus, thank you for the call of service that you have in our lives. Jesus, we pray all this in your holy and precious name. Amen.